0: Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back to the Matter of the Prize podcast. I'm Harvey and I am your your host. A little scruffy this week. My apologies. You know, life is hectic. I didn't get a chance to clean it up. But thanks for coming anyway and listening. This week, a little bit different take. Hey? We've been talking about ourselves and how we're doing, how we're dealing with ourselves, and how we're dealing emotionally. That's what we've been doing this whole season being comfortable talking about ourselves in whatever fashion, emotionally, physically, whatever's going on, and being comfortable talking about ourselves no matter what. And it's good to talk about how we feel, how I feel about myself and how you feel. That also has a lot to do with the people that are around us, our environment, our community, people around us. And I quickly wanted to kind of mention, you know, we have children, sons in particular that are watching us grow up, are watching us deal with life, are watching us deal with other people and relationships. How do we handle adversity? How do we handle success? How do we handle them? So a lot that we do, much that we do may not be discussed, but it's definitely seen. And it's seen by our kids, by our wives, by our significant others, by and whomever. So while we are doing our best to make ourselves better, we are showing the people around us who we are. And by being ourselves and being vulnerable and being emotional in whatever situation and not holding in any anger or whatever, we're allowing the people around us to understand that they can do the same. And they can see mistakes and see how we recover from them and see successes and see how we deal with them. So in particular, this time, I just wanted to mention that it's important that we are our best selves when we are in front of our children, in particular, our sons. Because we're sending a version of ourselves out to the world, aren't we? Because how we handle situations is probably how he's going to handle situations situation when he steps out into the world. So always keep that in mind. Number one, make sure you take care of yourself. You strive for perfection, but you don't let it hurt you if you're not perfect. Good self-esteem. You don't want to be arrogant. You want to be comfortable in yourself. You don't want to be cocky. But most importantly, you want to be good because then whoever sees you will be good too because they will to be just like you. This week, Our guest is Chris Rogers, family of a previous guest. It was a pleasure speaking with him. And here's who he is. Chris Rogers currently has a career in IT as a data analyst, but he is also an actor and poet with dreams of showing his talent on a mainstream level. Within the last year, he was in two plays called Perfect Marriage, Guilty Pleasures, and Shadow of My Past. He also was in a movie called Drop Spot that will be launching later this year. All projects took place in Dallas, Texas. He is a God-fearing man that believes that anything is possible with hard work, dedication, and perseverance. And in due season, he will achieve his goals and aspirations. This was a fun one. I end you with this quote. You know I love a good quote. Boys learn too late that being I have my hands up from quotes, the man. Is not the same as being a man. I want you to keep that in mind because your kids are watching. Your son is watching. You're showing him how to be the man, or you're showing him how to be a man. There's definitely a difference. We let them know, we show them by our actions. Thank you for joining. Enjoy this episode. And typically, I have a quote, but this time, our guest ends this episode. So, I hope you enjoy. Enjoy the episode. One. Welcome to the Men Are the Prize podcast. It is I, Harvey, of course, and another week, another lucky moment for me. Chris Rogers, he is our guest this week. How you doing today, sir? Hey
1: man, I'm blessed. I can't complain, brother. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm alive. I'm walking the streets. Right.
0: Can't ask for anything more than that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm I'm with you, man. (laughs) All right. So if you listen to us, listen to me, you know what I do. Here it comes. I am an expert in one thing. That is being me, being the man that I'm supposed to be. But what I like and the reason I started this podcast is I wanted an opportunity for men to be able to talk comfortably, to be vulnerable, comfortably, without fear of judgment or prize or anything, we can open up, release. We have struggles. We have issues that we are typically told not to release. We're supposed to hold it in, keep it tight, locked up from the world. That's not the way we need to live. It's not the right way. So this is an opportunity for us to speak. And if you're a listener, hopefully for you hearing this, and maybe this kind of shakes something up in you, and maybe you need to talk. And if that comes about Find a friend, a mentor, a family member, maybe a professional to talk to so you can release. I cannot diagnose, I am not professionally trained. This is just a conversation and I'm hoping this leads to something positive for you. And if it does, then I'm glad and find somebody to talk to and get it all out. If it leads to negative thoughts, but in the end you release it, then it was still a positive experience. So with that said, you ready to get to it, Chris? Let's get to it. Let's do it. Do it. (laughs) All right. So first thing I'm going to ask you: if you could, on a quick twenty second bio, if somebody pulled up on you and I'm like, "I'm going to give you a million dollars," but you got twenty seconds to give me a quick bio about you, could you
1: do it? Definitely in a heartbeat. Then let's go. Hit them off. Let's go. All righty. Well, yeah. Uh, Again, my name is Chris Rogers. Nine years old. I'll be forty coming up pretty soon, uh, September this year. Uh, so just enjoying the last bit of my thirties. Um, I'm a IT analyst slash actor. Um, IT is something that, of course, I enjoy doing. But acting is my passion. Uh, writing is my passion. So those are some things and attributes that I love to do. Um, and it's my goal and ap- and desire to become a very successful actor and definitely sought out and renowned and everyone knows who I am. So there's something I I definitely feel like God has called me to do, but um, that's, that's pretty much my career choice of what I want to do. But I'm married. Uh, I have two bonus children, stepchildren. Uh, Isaiah, he's 15. I have a daughter. She's 21. Jasmine uh, with my lovely wife, Cicely. Um, so, Enjoying that, enjoying family and uh, friends, and that's that's pretty much what I'm about, man. So okay. <laughs> I appreciate the information.
0: Okay, so what this is, and like I mentioned in the intro, is there, or in the beginning here, is an opportunity to open up. We're gonna talk about what you know, what issues, what we've grown up dealing with, and we do it within this mantra that I call Prize. P R I Z E. P represents Purpose, R, resilience. I is the end of this mantra. Z zeal, E is expectation. So we're going to take a little bit of each. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get it to the end. And we're going to work from there. So the first letter in the word prize is purpose. And that's defined as reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So what's your purpose, sir?
1: Uh... My 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 purpose is to I, I truly believe to motivate to to really move people. Um and I feel like that avenue is through acting. Um that's something that I really had to consult with God and really pray about and ask him, you know, God, what are my gifts? You know, what are the things that you blessed me with and put in my heart to to really do and and to be a blessing to other people? And uh at one point in time, I thought it was preaching. Um, I did because you know, and, and I, I never know. It still might be. This might be in a different pulpit, um, on a different setting. Um, you know, something days I, I always put in my heart is a desire to just really, you know, connect with people and and really figure out what it is to see what people need and how to be an aid to a person, whether it's any kind of advice or if it's through giving, if it's you know, whatever it is, that's just something that he's always put in my heart to do. And when I asked him this three or four years ago, you know, acting was something I wanted to do when I was a kid, but uh, I went to an audition one time and got rejected, and I, you know, and I was like, ah, I don't want to do this ever again. I think I was like maybe nine years old. <laughs> and it was an Alice in Wonderland play or something, and uh, I didn't didn't get the part in uh, in Austin, and you know, it just it just traumatized me, and I put it away, but, you know, I feel like when it's something that's in your heart to do, it never truly goes away. It just might be dormant, but once you get old, and you kind of start to mature, and you realize, okay, this is something that I want to do, you know, things start to happen in your life, and start to show you where it is you need to go, so I, I truly believe that that's my purpose, and, and that's what God put me here to do. It's just through acting as my channel, and if I use it as my pulpit, that's what it is, but I really feel like it's really to motivate the move people
0: okay, so I think from talking to you, I mean you kind of want to eventually kind of be the actor that motivates somebody to whatever they want to do right be an actor, whatever so my question is is who is your Chris Rogers?
1: Mm, that's a good question uh. So who is my Chris Rogers? So you mean, so when you, when you say who is my Chris Rogers, are you saying the person that I look to? Who's the person, because you're an actor and you want to motivate. right? Who was the actor
0: that motivated you? Did you see a performance? Was there something that's like, who's that guy? Or who's that female? Who's that person that pushed on like this right. I can do?
1: Right. Uh, I had to say Denzel, hands down. Denzel Washington. I mean, I, I think that's somebody that you know. When when he plays a role, you just you feel that sense of presence. You feel that power. You you know, even the the way he speaks is his lingo, the way that he carries himself, his presence. It just it just wants to make you be better than where you are right. from what you see. And of course, I don't know him on a personal level, right. but from the roles that he that he plays, and even certain things that he said outside of acting. Right. have been just, you know, thought provoking and it just makes you think of, wow, like, you know, I can see this brother doing this and he's not, you know, sagging his pants. He's not, you know, cussing me words. He's not, you know, a thug, you know, he, he's, he's somebody that is like a model citizen and there's somebody I can follow after, and you know, and walking those footsteps and, you know, Hey, be a blessing to the people. And I, and I see how he, lifts up others and motivates others to to be actors or just be whoever they desire to be and i i think that's powerful so denzel for sure i mean you know you look at malcolm x you look at you know uh man uh glory you know you look at movies like that where he was just very strong you know i mean you man you can't deny it can't deny it so yep the movies
0: you mentioned because denzel is very he's the he's the man in terms of actors, in terms of our age. I'm older than you, I'm 47. But gotcha. in of, yeah, in terms of <laughs> black actors, he's very much that. And I kind of weave him into this podcast. The reason he's so good is because he plays parts yeah. well. For me, Malcolm, super strong, strong brother. He basically had black people on his shoulders. He was talking for us. Right. When you talk about glory. There's the same kind of strength, but also maybe the most powerful moment in that movie is just that one tear dropping from his eye when he's getting whipped. And that's a man too. Strength, not weakness, but be able to handle it. He, he covers everything. He represents everything. He's, I, in my opinion, very much what a man is supposed to be. We can be strong, but we allowed to be weak too. We allowed to be able to s- struggle, Two, we can show vulnerability too. And he does that amazingly. I agree with you. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah,
1: And he's just one of my favorite
0: men too. So, But that's good. That's a good start. So, and maybe this will work. So the next letter is R, resilience. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. So give us a situation, a time in your life, something that happened that required your resilience to come out and
1: tell us as much as you can about it. Okay, Uh, In 2007, uh, when I was in college and, uh, you know, just running around and uh, running errands and just just moving a lot, you know, not really being still, I was dating my ex at the time. And uh, I mean, it was a long day. I was working and going to class and uh it was just a long day right. and it was it was doing uh church week we had what was called time at time um i used to go to albach and that was one of the things that we did and on this particular day at night uh, we drove to church uh had a good time and then as we were leaving uh on my way back to school i, I graduated from university university of north texas in Denton. So we were driving all the way from basically South Oak Cliff, or I guess it's off of Westmoreland. So we was driving from that area all the way back to Denton. And you know, that's like almost an hour drive. So I was exhausted. So fell asleep at the wheel, uh, ran off the highway, and I hit a medium pole head on. So it was a head on collision. I don't even remember Hitting anything. Um, I had to, me and my ex at the time I had to be care flighted uh, to Parkland. And you know, I had uh, minor brain trauma. trauma, She had moderate brain trauma. Um, I, man, I, I think I had a fractured rib. I also uh, uh, tore a ligament in, in my ankle. And she, she didn't really have a lot of physical injuries, but she had most of the brain trauma. So, uh, of course, we had to go through therapy. Uh, I had to go back and go back to Austin, Texas, where I'm from, and live with my mom uh, for about six months until I could get back on my feet. And that's to me, that was just uh, a blessing and amazing to see how God can turn the situation around situation around so fast because, you know, I thought something like that would have took me at least a couple of years to kind of just recover somewhat, not even be fully at 100%, but in six months, you know, I was probably at 90, 90%, and that's still a blessing, but I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to uh, speak correctly, uh, basic math. I had to learn how to <laughs> do two plus two believe it or not i mean it was just that it was that bad and i just had a minor you know situation but it's just amazing just to see how god can can take me and give me that strength and and then not only that just the the desire in my heart to say you know i'm not gonna let this keep me down for too long i i gotta bounce back on my feet i gotta finish school um you know, I, I got to make a name still for myself. I don't want to be under my mom's roof. So those are some things that helped me push to to heal quicker than what I thought I could. So that's that's one of my major stories and major testimonies I can say for resilience that just uh, continues to help in my life.
0: Okay, all right. I'm glad that you're still here, brother.
1: I know that could have been yeah. much Thank much you. worse.
0: It's glad to yeah. glad here. So going along with that, have you since dealt with life's issues? Have you dealt with a situation where, you know, you, maybe you felt like you're going to give up, but you're like, you know what? I made it through a car crash. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Has this been something? Has this thing, the thing, like the kick in the butt, say, no, I'm not giving up. I can make it through. Th- I made it through that. I can make it
1: through this. Is yes. this the thing that you're going in life? Yes. Uh, that, that pushes me. Cause I'm like, if I can get through that, if God saw me through something so severe that it really could have took me out of here. Like that, whatever I'm going through right now, if it's financial, you know, uh, if it's, you know, dealing with people or, you know, stuff on the job, whatever. I'm like, if I can persevere through that accident, I can push through this little stuff that is not even as heavy as what that could have been, you know. And not only that, I mean, I I could have been investable or I could have been paralyzed or, you know, it could have been so many other things that could have happened, you know. But when I look at that situation and compare it to, you know, I don't want to say it's minor. I mean, stuff matters, but it just doesn't have that same weight. You know, if I can look at that and say, hey, I can overcome, I mean, that's, that's powerful and that's what I use. That's what I use today.
0: I feel you. I feel you. Yes,
1: sir. Weird question. Now, I'm not
0: particularly religious, but I'm hearing you talk about it. Okay. I applaud you. So based on how you've been able to take that situation and improve your life and, you know, appreciate life, but I'm sure you appreciate it because how close you came to maybe not having one, is right. it possible? Could you kind of look at what happened as something that wasn't
1: an accident? Mm. I actually could. I've actually thought about that before. I, You know, I said, well, it was the reason why I went through that. It was it was a reason why God allowed that to kind of change the trajectory of how I thought about life. And even with school, just, you know, it really showed me how to take things serious, you know, uh, and precedence on things that, that really matter. And, you know, where am I really going in my life? You know, what I w- really want to be you know, in the next 10, 20 years, you know, it, it just it just helped me start really thinking more so in the future. Um so I think at that time, you know, you get so caught up with different things. And you know, at that time I was caught up with my ex and I was like, you know, worried about I always catering to her instead of understanding, you know, I I have purpose too. You know there's things that Chris needs to take care of too, and focus on myself as well and it and it really just kind of helped me get a lot of things aligned in perspective in my mindset so if I wouldn't have went through that, you know there's no telling you know uh what would have happened with college you know or my desires or with you know my Erics you know i I don't know i mean it it, it could have been a lot of things that could have happened totally different than where I'm at now so I'm thankful to God that he allowed that to happen to really change the course of my life and you know yeah it was a bad situation it was messy but something beautiful came about it that I have a testimony I still have a I have have a wonderful life so I just man it's awesome that's
0: good that's good to hear man I know you appreciate every day that you can kind of Open your eyes and see the sun or see the rain or see whatever because you're still here and that's beautiful.
1: That's it. it.
0: So I skipped the I till the end and we're still spelling the word prize. The next letter is Z. The word is zeal. It's my favorite letter in this word. It's Mm -hmm. defined as enthusiastic devotion. Simply Mm -hmm. put, what is it that you are enthusiastically devoted to? What? get you going what's the thing that just burns lights the fire in your soul
1: um <laughs> uh, well I mean definitely uh, when I watch movies and there's something that's very striking that just kind of motivates me to move moves me to create or be creative being that creative light um uh, also being able to you know see powerful quotes and, and something that just sparks me to want to get a pen and paper and write, you know, write down whatever it is that just moves me in that way to just provoke thought. Um, you know, I, I, I love to see positive energy, positive vibes. I like being around positive people that, uh, can really deposit into me and help me make, you know, sound decisions. So even being around just positive energy is something that just provokes me. Um, and I noticed that a lot with just also being in acting class uh, that I go to every Thursday with T Bell T Studios, and just being around like minded people, you know, it's something about that when you when you have that energy of people that want to go the same direction you're trying to go, and they can you know give experiences or give certain things that they've been through, it just it just gives that energy to keep going. You know, even when we feel like okay, what am I doing? Is this you know, is this really worth worth it? Is this really helping me get to where I need to be? You know, I don't know. But then when somebody talks about some of the struggles that they've been through and how they overcame and, and you know, the successes of where they're going with acting, it's like, it, it just motivates me. So that's something that just really drives me. Okay. Um, and it helps keeps me on my toes. Yes, sir. Okay.
0: So you mentioned, you know, pen to paper. So if you'd like to write whatever, Yes. how do you express that? What kind of writer are you? Are we film, are we TV scripts, are we poet? How do right. we express ourselves?
1: Uh, I, I'll say more so poet. Uh, I haven't been tapped into the, uh, I guess the film mix yet, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I never know. That might be an avenue that uh, just touches me or moves me to go into that direction. But uh, I, I love poetry. Okay. i love uh just the just the flow and the rhythm of you know putting those words together making it rhyme and and how you know the word play is, is is just fun to to hear it or to mix that up and you know that's something that excites me and gets me going so i definitely say poor
0: <laughs> okay i got you all right so we get to the last letter in the word prize in the spelling of it it is e and the word is expectation a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So we kind of talked about your past. Let's talk about your future. What do you expect from yourself? Where do you expect to be in one year,
1: in five years, and in 10 years? I wow. That's a good question. Uh I I would say in one year, I want to. I wanted to be doing something big with acting, whether it's, you know, film, whether it's a show, uh, something like that. And that's, you know, uh, heavily syndicated. It's, you know, on popular sites, whether it's Netflix or, you know, uh, Scooby or Hulu, something like that. I want to be doing that in a year, uh, five years. I pray to be doing a a major motion picture. And in 10 years, I would be winning an Oscar or something (laughs) for for doing what I do. So that's, so that's really my goal. And that's my passion. You know, um, you know, like I I tell my wife all the time, of course, I'm not, I'm not in a rush for things to be where they are, you know, but I always feel like God has a plan and he, he always orders my steps. So there's something that, you know, I have to um, see on do it first or go through in order for me to get to that next step. And I just know that from the things I've been through in my past and and what he continually does in my life. So, you know, I don't want to rush the process. Okay. Time. okay. You know, whatever that process is, that's, that's what I have to go through in order to get me to where I need to be. I don't want to skip a step. You know, I, I want to go step by step and where Chris has to go. So, uh, but that's, that's why I see myself and, you know, uh, prayerfully, hopefully, those, those dreams will be accomplished, so.
0: Okay, all right. Excellent. Yep. So we covered the four letters, the major letters in there. The final letter as I do this mantra is I. For me, the I is what actually represents you. So the prize, you know, the purpose, the resilience, the zeal, the expectation, all these little characteristics that we put together and we get this man. But I really feel like the I is this. When we take off the titles, the shackles, all the extra, when I take away you being a father or a stepfather, a husband, an employee, a brother, a best friend, all of that stuff, when all of that stuff is put away and it is you at your core, when you're not for anybody else, when you're just for you, who are you?
1: Wow. um. Oh. And I, I would say somebody that is that's humble, uh, somebody that's overcomer, uh, somebody that you know, even even though it's strong, definitely has weak moments. You know, definitely sometimes goes back to that kid in Austin, and uh, you know, is scared, is afraid, um, but. I, I try to, I try to keep my mind just on the things ahead in my future and, and what I want to do and my family, and you know, of course, sometimes you know I, I got to pick up my cape and I want to go and be Superman, but reality, I'm Clark Kent. You know, I'm, I'm Clark Kent every day, and you know, I mess up, I make mistakes, uh, I'm not perfect. You know, uh, sometimes I forget I. Forget a million things in a minute because I'm doing so much one time, you know, trying to be everywhere for family or, you know, running errands or going here for acting class or doing this at work, this and that. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm still human. I'm 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 still vulnerable, just like any other man. And um, you know, sometimes you know you you want to cry. Sometimes you want to scream because. It's like, how am I going to figure this out? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how to be the best, you know, stepfather sometimes, because I don't know what to say in certain situations. And then, you know, right. my wife might be like, well, why'd you tell them that? Or why do you, you know, want to go that route? And I'm just like, oh man. So, or sometimes, you know, uh, I might feel like it's not good enough, but I think it's just the, it's just the man in me to always want to make things right. Right. I always want to make it, you know, perfect or make it make it the best it can be, but, you know, I'm just a man. So, you know, I got to remember, I got to, you know, trust in God through my faith that, you know, he'll make all things possible, but I have to trust him. So, uh, at the end of the day, man, I I, I think that's me. I, I really believe that's me. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm definitely a caring person. I'm loving I'm giving, but yeah, I, I have my you know vulnerable moments as well. So most definitely,
0: that's what's up. As long yeah. as you know you're loving, you're caring, you're giving, but you give that stuff to yourself. You love yourself. Yeah. You give to yourself. Yes.
1: Definitely. care yes. For
0: yourself. So it's yeah. obvious that you know life has a way of just throwing something at us that forces you to right. change how you think and how you see things. And that's why I think resilience is so important. How do you deal with it? We don't give up a hard right turn with that accident or not accident. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now, after a little bit of time, now you can really see where you're supposed to be. So yeah. I thank you for telling us about that. Um, now, what I do with this, prize we covered, you we covered. Here's the last three questions, because I have three for you. First, okay. what are you afraid of that you cannot control?
1: Man, Um, I think, I think losing somebody dearly to me that, because I know we all have to cross that bridge of of dying. I know that that's something that's very real. Um, But, and even though I, I know that, you know, 100%, you know, even with my family or my wife, you know, offenses. I mean, I know where that family lies with him, but, you know, there's something that's still scary. Uh, there's something that still just kind of gets me sometimes. And I'm like, you know, even with myself, like, Lord, we got to be ready. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that, and then, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's been a situation to feel like I can't, I can't do anything. So just the, just the fear of knowing I can't control it you know, whatever that is, whatever that, you know you know what I mean, whatever yes, that situation mm-hmm. that comes about, mm-hmm. it's like, well, what if I can't uh, be there to save my wife or save my kid? Or, right. or what if I can't, you know, provide and, you know, pay these bills or make sure this is taken care of, like, what if I can't do that? And I think that's something that just scares me, and I mean, I know some of it. We, you know, some stuff we possibly can, not but some stuff we can't. We can't control what life, exactly. you know, throws at us. Right. And uh, you know, that's that's something that you know I, I definitely pray about daily, and I, I try to, you know, just stay positive. But you know, in the, in the back of our minds, it's even been this pandemic and with COVID, and just so many things happening. Ukraine is war. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Yeah, we, we can't control him, but, but we just we gotta we gotta trust God to know that we're gonna be okay, and that and that's something that just keeps me going. That's but to answer that question, yeah, yeah, that's the thing that that I fear. I hear
0: you. That's life. I mean, you really describe well that yeah. life, you can make as much money, you can do all these things, but life will just throw something at you, and you can not be ready. But that's not always the case. Um. So my second question is. What are you afraid of that you can control? Uh,
1: I I would say I would definitely say uh, probably just you know being married. You know, I mean, of course, life happens and things can change, but I feel like you have to work at your marriage. Um, you you have to you know serve your wife, your wife has to serve you, I have to be there to communicate, and um you know there's certain things that you know you have to make sure that you're constantly on to sustain that relationship and what you have. but you know, if you don't do those things if you don't communicate if you you know if you're not intimate, if you're not really gonna know one each other one you know each other every time and all the time then you know something can fall at the wayside and that's when things can go a different direction so there's something that, that definitely lingers at times but you know I, I know i'm a great husband i know my wife is awesome but you know sometimes spirit can set in yeah. you know and make you think that okay well if i don't do this could this happen you know so um I've always, always try to again, just you know, keep that stuff away and pray that stuff out for me, and you know, continue to be loving to my wife and and continue to serve her. And that's something that just dissipates after a while. But um, sometimes you have that fear that you know that you know anything could happen like that. So that's true. It is. It's real.
0: That's some deep words, brother. I appreciate that again. So I think, thank you for answering the questions in the mantra and prize. I appreciate it. I appreciate the questions. Here's my last question. Mm -hmm. If, and you may even have now, just to kind of let you know, I'm a stepfather like you, four kids. I'm a stay-at-home dad. One son, three daughters. So, you know, wow, up in here. Right, you feel um, me then. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know exactly, yes. Man. Two these kids oh. just like you. I, li- I'm, I feel you. I know exactly. And what I'm getting at is that my first child, which is you know my, my wife's son, is a 17-year-old boy. I don't know if you have any sons, but here's my question. What would you say to a boy, you never met him, but he comes to you and he needs some advice about growing up? What advice would you give to a young boy growing up in this world? What do you tell
1: them? Uh, first thing I would tell them, you know, is is try to find someone you can trust, you know, an uh, elder or, you know, some type of, I don't even want to say mentor. Because uh, it, I don't know, I, I just feel like mentor kind of gets thrown around the wrong way sometimes um, as far as. You know, somebody that always has to constantly be at your back and call because sometimes it's not like that, um, and that's just a reality. But really, somebody that you can go to and just talk about life—you know, talk about every everyday things that men go through or things to, you know, help you just just live life as a man. You know, knowing how to change the tire, knowing how to change your oil, or you know, there's different things in that nature that man, we, you know, we, we tend to do for our household. Um, be around people that can motivate you. Uh, watch the crowd you hang around with. You know, don't hang around people that, you know, are dream killers. You know, there's something that you want to do. If there's, you know, if you want to act or if you if you want to dance, you might, it might be that you want to be in ballet or something like that. I mean, don't don't let that hinder what you want to do. And some people might think that's, you know, feminine or whatever the case may be, but art is art. Right. So as long as you know who you are, um, I feel like that's what matters. And um, I think with me, I you know, just from people I was around or, you know, things that I let get inside, I let that kill a lot of what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to live. So um that's something that I would definitely tell them and you know also you know learn money you know learn it now you know while you're still young you know understand what it means to save money understand how credit works right. and you know don't don't get all these credit cards once you get in college cuz that's a bad move you know <laughs> once you turn 18 you want out of stuff and get in debt you know like don't do it so I mean, I would would just have a list of stuff, you know, whatever he wanted to know, I would tell him, but, you know, definitely like being around positive people and getting the elder, somebody that can really point to you and that you can trust, you know, uh, somebody that's not going to hurt you or leave you, leave you out there, you know, if you do need that support. Um, So that's something I would definitely want to give to a young man that just came to me.
0: That's good. That's good advice, and that's good. Sure. That's good to hear. Okay, so thank you so much for being open and talking about your life and everything you know that you dealt with and what thank you, you hold. If anybody wants to talk to you, find you, social media, website, whatever, where can they find you? Where are you, sir?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram. I have two pages. I have one page for uh, my poetry, and that's I am Poetic C. So it's I A M P O E T I C C E E. I am poetic. for the portrait page, and then just my regular page is uh, C Breeze Thirty. Okay. So uh, C B R E Z Z E Thirty, and then I'm also on Facebook, the son of Chris Rogers, and you can look me up that way.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. So typically, when I end every episode, you know, I love a good quote. You heard one at the beginning. And usually I have one separate, but we're gonna do a little something different. We are lucky enough to have a poet on this episode. So I'm gonna adieu. I'm gonna say thank you for listening to Men of the Prize podcast, where your inner monologue is revealed. And I'm gonna give the stage to Chris Rogers and he's gonna end our episode with some poetry. Thank you for listening. Go get him, sir.
1: All right. So this poem is called My Bro, My Bro, My Bro. Man, it's a struggle, but we gotta keep moving, living and on the hustle. Sometimes it's hard for a black man to make it because if you're in the pen, once you're out, you don't have much of a chance to win. So if you're trying to be righteous, it's easy to make the sin back into the game. If you're a G or a thug, you're automatically put into the fame, just in the hood. But most of us popping ain't good, but what your partners is understood. How do we flip the script on this type of thinking our minds consume the media of dollar bills and thong bikinis? And all we can see is balling and bars, but can't get with college to learn to trade at all. And then what tends to happen, we're right back in the cell, charges tacked on us so hard we can't make bail and it's almost like the system is designed for us to fail. It's not fair, but my bro, my bro, shot for granted because it's not gonna be given. Stop focusing just on hoop dreams, rapping, a drug dealer. Look for something greater than yourself that will bless others and help these youngsters grow. So I'm making, start learning things positive and making good investments so we have seeds to sow. My bro, my bro, we have legacy. We have strength. We have hope. We will only succeed if we start looking at our young bros as we see ourselves. Keep pushing my bro. Peace. Thank you, sir.
0: I couldn't have ended better myself. Yes, sir. (laughs) Good night.
1: Thanks for listening. You too, brother. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Peace.